Get ready to drop the puck, take a free throw, and step up to the plate. It's time for the Metro East Sports Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. From the front office studios and the luxurious Whispering Heights living and entertainment community in Edwardsville, welcome to the Metro East Sports Podcast season number four. Show number seven, recorded Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. I'm Dave Leip, and show number seven features wrestling icon, retired wrestling coach, wrestling legend, John Wagner, the retiring EHS wrestling coach, and Eric Preto, the new Edwardsville High School wrestling coach, soon-to-be icon, soon-to-be legend also. Before we get to uh, these two wrestling phenoms, thanks to partners Cassins, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams, Marquis, Jeb, and Ginger Blasting Game, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oakbrook Golf Club, and Wang Gang Asian Eats. We're talking all things sports in the Metro East. And Before we start, three things you can do to help. Number one, subscribe to this podcast. It's free and you love it. And where else are you going to hear an hour of EHS wrestling but on the Metro Esports Podcast? And number two, follow us in all of our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Do you have an Instagram account, Coach? No. <laughs> Coach Wagner's a technological savant. Don't but he's got a, you got a Facebook. Yes, I do. You're pretty good on it. Number three, if you have a story idea, email me at mespdave at gmail.com. And remember, you can nominate your favorite team for Integrity Spine and Joint Center Metro East Team of the Month. Could be a park and rec team, could be a middle school team, a high school team, you name it. To nominate a team for Team of the Month, send your suggestion to mespdave at gmail.com. Please put Team of the Month in the subject line. All right, guys. Welcome to the show. Coach Preto. Thanks for having us. Coach Wagner. Thanks for having me on. Let's start with uh, talking about wrestling, the sport of wrestling. My personal take, it's a unique sport. It's a tough sport. It's very different. What do you guys love about it? Let's start with you, Eric. There's a reason why we have around 50 boys and 12 girls in our program right now. Not everyone can do it. It is 100% a character-building sport. You know, Dave, you're an English guy. I think the word that comes to my mind, that one that really kind of lights me up, like I got hit by lightning, perseverance. I mean, there's no other sport out there that's going to make you a better person. That's going to kind of, when you had to see that adversity and meet it head on, you're going to be prepared for it. I know it's a cliche, but I always use this one, but, you know, Dan Gable once said that once you wrestle, life is easy. And, you know, I'm, I'm 33 years old right now, and I, I feel it every day. The king of wrestling, Dan Gable, the Iowa wrestling legend. Never lost a match until his very last one. What was college. that man's name that beat him? Larry. Was it Owens? Owens. Larry Owens, yeah. Larry Owens. How about that? That's good from a tennis coach. There you go. I you know what? Teach sports and lit and read about 10 research papers on Dan Gable because I help him choose their topics. Yeah. And he's the guy. Turned a life turned a real-life tragedy that motivated him for his, his entire career. All right, let's, let's talk to you. What do you love about the sport? Um, I, I just like that, you know, just like Eric kind of said, but it's a you get knocked down, uh, you got to get back up kind of sport. You know, even with our program, we look for losses because um, you're, you're going to have to. I know you do that with your tennis program, you know, if you're going undefeated. So, you know, sooner or later you're going to get knocked down or someone bigger and better than you all, you know, all over the place. And, um, 
you know, that's life. You know, we're, we're all getting knocked down. And that's what we kind of talk in the program. You know, you're going to get knocked down. And once you get back up in your, your marriage, your, your work, your job, school, and I think, you know, wrestling, when you, when you bleed, when you sweat, and you bang heads and you, you do what we do, it's just a little bit different. Uh, every, every sport's got their quality. That's just ours. It's, you know, there's a lot of sweating. There's weight cutting. There's this and that. It just builds character in, in our different way. So every time it's difficult, it adds a layer of character or, or it adds an opportunity to overcome an obstacle. All the physical obstacles, all the mental obstacles. And last week I had Bernie Tebow on the show. I know you know him. Mm -hmm. He said, wrestling is like being in a car wreck every weekend. What do you, what do you want to say about that? If, if you're wrestling the, that type of competition, I mean, if you're and you know, we try to build a great program and we feel that we're getting that competition in the room. So um, there is, there's a lot more of really having to back off a little bit because when we go hard, you know, we have the potential that we got good on good and guys can get um, banged up and physical and, you know, it, it, it is a very grueling sport. And then you add on top of that the weight cut and, and the, you know, eating, the right, eating right, and um, it all adds up. You know, you want, you want to talk about grit. It's this sport right now. Um, not many sports where you have to take a loss and then you got 30 minutes to collect yourself because you're getting called back to Matt, too, to go do it again. I mean, he's talking about life on being prepared for your marriage or your job. Well, you got 30 minutes right now in this sport to collect yourself and get ready to go again, and that's character building. There's a lot of similarities with tennis. You lose, you got to go play again. It's all on you. There's no place to hide. You win or you lose. I think sometimes in some other sports, you don't have to be, you don't have to make the throw and the catch on every single play. But in wrestling, it's all you. The big difference, one of the big differences, in tennis, nobody throws me on the ground, takes my arm behind my back, pushes my face into a mat, right? Like, it doesn't have that physical element. So my body doesn't, like, if you play tennis all weekend, you will feel it in your body, but not the same. And we don't have to lose weight. <laughs> Although that wouldn't have been a problem for me back in the day. These days, maybe a little bit. When did you fall in love with it? So I'm very fortunate enough. Um, my grandfather wrestled. Uh, it wasn't around at my dad's high school, so it was always kind of something in the back of his mind. My grandfather actually wrestled in the Chicago public league back then. There really wasn't IHSA. He always had some good stories where uh, he had to go. I still don't know what moves they are. I think he was just making things up, you know. But he would say, oh, I had to wrestle that city champ. He was slapping the figure four sugar on me, and I couldn't give up the pin for the team. So back then, my coach was the trainer. I don't know what he put, but he put something on my back that every time my back hit the mat, I bounced right off it because it was beat cherry red. That stuff happened? <laughs> He goes, but I didn't get pinned. <laughs> but, you know, he came to all my wrestling meets back in the day. So, you know, my dad and got me and my brother into wrestling when we were young. Started when I was five years old. Wow. Um, what high school? Uh, I went to Carl Sandburg. So it. I wrestled for the Orland Park Pioneers, the kids club. Um, didn't know if I won or lost my first match. I usually wait till afterwards the ref would hold up someone else's hand. So that's how I figured out when I was five years old. But I was always smiling. I had fun with it. Um, I was very fortunate growing up to have really good quality coaches. Um, during my off season, my club coach was Sean Bormet, who is now the head wrestling coach at University of Michigan. And then uh, I wrestled for Carl at Carl Sandberg High School, Mike Poles and Eric Siebert. 
Um, Mike Poles was a Division II national finalist. Eric Siebert was a national champion at University of Illinois. So I was very fortunate enough to have quality coaches, um, a lot of good role models to kind of model myself to go after. Uh, very fortunate to have really good teammates too. Uh, we were we won state my sophomore, junior, and senior year as a team. And I think around 10 of us eventually went to Division One Wrestling wow. College. So very fortunate. Good high school program, too. Yes, very good. What was your best high school finish? I took fourth as a junior. Um, All-American uh, during the offseason a lot at Fargo and other folk-style national tournaments. A little banged up my senior year. You know, it was a learning moment. Uh, didn't accomplish all my goals, but that's still okay. You know, like I said, I had a great opportunity. Uh I actually signed with Eastern Illinois. That's that's the school I was going to go to in college. And then I'm walking out of school. Coach Poles grabbed me and goes, they just cut their wrestling program. Man. So, I mean, you want to talk about character building, ad, you know, battling adversity? Yeah, I was knocked down for a second. It was hard to kind of hear. Then all of a sudden, you know, I had another great opportunity. Uh, Pat McNamara, who was at University of Michigan, kind of recruit. I'm sorry, University of Missouri, was recruiting me there. He became the head coach at SIUE, and that's kind of how I ended up down in the Cyber Missouri area. I wrestled at SIUE. I didn't realize Pat was the head coach at SIUE. Yep. yep. That's why he came here. Yep. Didn't realize that. Yep, he was at SIUE. Then during that transition, you know, during that Division Two, Division One, you know, another opportunity showed up, and that's how we ended up. Uh, and that's how you got here. And then you studied education because you're currently a special ed teacher yep. at Edwardsville High School. Yep. And a good one. Thank you. Uh, very fortunate enough, yeah. So that was kind of my in, you know. Uh, you know, I was helping out during Pat during the off season, doing some of that kids club stuff, doing some of the freestyle. Kind of met John, and very fortunate enough, I think he liked the things I was doing, <laughs> and so he said, you know, I want to give you an opportunity. So even in college, you thought I want to be a wrestling coach someday. I think I knew. I think I knew in high school. Huh? I think I knew in high school that's what I wanted to do. Um, like I said, I, I was very fortunate. I had some people really impact my life. And that's kind of the route where I went. Why special ed? Uh, so originally, I wanted to be a PE teacher. And then I was going to Rock Virginia Tech. That's actually where I was going to go to school. They really didn't have the program. They didn't have a phys ed program. Then they had special ed. And I'm like, that's something I was kind of interested. My mom was a paraprofessional her whole life. So I okay. kind of had a little background in there. And then I started looking at their program at Virginia Tech. And unfortunately, it was one of those things where I had to go back to get a master's to get that little, you know, get the teaching certificate and the program really wasn't going to set me up to be successful as a teacher. So unfortunately that's kind of how I didn't end up at Virginia tech, but obviously God has a plan. So yeah. ended up here and had a great opportunity. How about you, Mr. Wisconsin? I'm just sitting back here laughing, listening to Eric um, talk about what he's talking. You know how Dave, you used to, you know, I used to think, um, man, I want to show my age. Now it's kind of getting fun to show my old stories. Hey, so I started wrestling cause my brother wrestled. And um, I can remember some of my first tournaments. It was PE shorts, blue PE shorts, and a plain white T-shirt. That's how we rolled. And I'd go to these tournaments. There'd be a thousand kids in the gym. I started like in sixth grade. There'd be a thousand kids in the gym. Um, probably a third of them had T-shirts on, like me. And then we'd be sitting in the bullpen, and you'd have to. Here'd be the guy I'm gonna wrestle, and he's got a full-fledged singlet on. You know, it's, and um, I'm in my white T-shirt. I said. Man, I'm gonna get killed, you know. <laughs> but this guy, he's been wrestling since he's two. But no, it's just uh, uh, that's where I started, and um, uh, just because my brother did it, and that's kind of what I rolled into, and then uh, obviously took an interest to it. Any other sports when you were a kid? Oh yeah, um, football was my thing, and uh, did that. Uh, you know, through, through high school, through high school, and I had to make a decision, and uh, uh, there's a lot that goes into the story, but um, 
decided to wrestle. And where in Wisconsin? Milwaukee, a suburb of Milwaukee. Is Wisconsin. there a football team in Wisconsin? A professional team? Oh, the Bears. There, there is one. Yeah, the Bears. Uh, there is a team called Green Bay. Hopefully, we get our quarterback situation figured out. But yeah. Are they good? And are you a fan of Green Bay? Yeah, I'm a big fan. And are they good? The best. So you're a lifer. You loved wrestling right from the get-go. You loved the contact sports, and you loved wrestling and football, and it seems like those two sports go together. And every wrestling coach that I talk to, he wants his – every football coach, he wants his, he wants his lineman wrestling. They should. Yeah, you know, the NFL or college, it's a lot of using your hands now. Um, I one time listened to the Ohio State coach, you know, the lineman coach, they pulling out guys in the NFL all the time, and – he says he wants all his guys to wrestle because, you know, in wrestling you got to grab your grab your opponent and do things, and that's what they're doing in the NFL and college right now. It's not just blocking with your shoulder pad. you got to lock in. So Use your I, hands. Yeah, I think with the linemen it's a big deal. Hey, and John, 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 John who, who's the uh, Lincoln Way West heavyweight that plays for Kansas? Is that Allegretti? So there's a video. Obviously he was just, you know, won another Super Bowl, but the last Super Bowl he was in, there was a video of him in the end zone for Kansas City Chiefs doing some wrestling stance in motion. And then, you know, someone put it out on Twitter and says, you can't take the wrestler out of anybody. And I feel like it's even more than it, than it used to be because I feel like the, the linemen are getting yeah. more athletic and it's more more about the hands and less about less about being a, a, a huge guy. And I think it's cool that you're also a Cougar, that you got down here to SIU Edwardsville. How'd, you, how'd they get you down here? Um, I kind Is that Christoph? Yeah, I kind of faltered at state and I took fifth. And uh, in the state tournament, and I was kind of a little bit of a crossroads back then. There's some things going on, you know, um, in my life a little bit where I didn't know what I wanted to do, and wrestling wasn't really the thing. And my bro- my older brother basically made me go to this tournament. Uh, it's um, they, they called it Central Juniors at the time, and he kind of made me go to this tournament. He told me I could drive his GTO home from Madison, and if I go to this tournament, I'll let you have the GTO for the whole trip. That's and a good brother. Out. Yeah. So I go, okay. And, you know, I went to this tournament. Uh, it was a, a national tournament. I did real well. And Larry Kristoff happened to be in the stands. I wrestled in that same tournament. I was in the finals that same tournament with both the Brands brothers from Iowa. Amazing. So we're the same age. But that's where I met Larry. Larry said, come on down. I was a confused little kid. I said, let's do it. And What did you think when he walked up to you? Did yeah. you know who he was? Uh, no, no. So but he walks up to you and says what? Do you remember? You remember that meeting? He was. I met him at the airport. Well, uh, no, actually, I didn't meet him at the tournament. He, he just he, he nothing. Um, he saw you and then reached me, out to you. He saw me was there and he asked me to come on down. I met him at the airport. He was listening to a Cardinal game and shook my hand. About broke my arm when he shook my hand because um, he's so strong. And um, yeah, that that was kind of my meeting. He came and showed me SIU, and I fell in love with it. And here I am. Met your wife. Met my wife from Granite City. Sheila Hopman. Granite she, City, she my high school, my high yep. school buddy. Good for you. That was that was the best part of you <laughs> going to SIU Edwardsville. You got to admit that, probably. And when you went to SIU Edwardsville, did you know that you were also going to be a wrestling coach, or did or was that something that kind of evolved during your time as a Cougar? Uh, definitely just evolved. I didn't know. I I can tell you, my first year, I was at a night class cutting weight, and I'm watching some. Old teacher, some old lady teacher, draw supply and demand curves on a chalkboard for like two and a half hours, and because I was going to be a business major, I'm like fall asleep, cut weight. I'm like, oh my god! How do you so, cut weight in class? Well, you ride, just, you ride, no, you ride in a stationary no, bike. Like during during that week, it was a night class. You know, whatever. Had some. I just remember having some meats afterwards. I'm just like, wow, I've I've got to do something else. So um, I got out of the business. Do you have any crazy 
or funny weight cutting stories about when you were in college or like of like having to run for like four hours at midnight and somebody I don't know you tell me well I can tell you yeah um in Wisconsin you know I'd have to um you know we'd have to cut some weight the, the best way to do it is get some boots on and I'd go through the park and you know if I'd go but I'd get that sweat start and I'd go about a half mile through the park in snow and it would just I'd lose I'd lose all sorts of weight and make it real easy how about you were you I mean no, I, I, you know what? I was very fortunate enough to where I'm not, I'm going to do this right. I'm going to do this right. So, you know, the last thing I wanted to do, I want to take that weight cut out of the way. You know, it's usually just like anyone. That first couple ones are hard. Then once you get your body used to it, it's a little bit easier. What weight did you wrestle in college? If you don't mind me asking. 157, 165. Really? Yeah. Okay. How about you? Same. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, that's embarrassing. I actually yeah, wrestled 167 in high school. And, uh, <laughs> it's just the way you said that. Yards, yeah, college, <laughs> same thing. That's great. I feel like it, it is kind of a personal personal question when you ask somebody, how much do you weigh? The only people that you can ask that of are wrestlers, in my opinion. You can't ask anybody else. Right? But I'm, I'm going to get back on it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Dave, you know, you were talking about John, talking about the Wisconsin store. I don't know if you know this, a really cool thing that we do every year when we go up to the Cheesehead, we actually stop at his old high school. I saw some pictures of that on, on Facebook. It's, it's always a really cool thing. You know, the kids get to see the old Wagner stomping ground. We get in the wrestling room. Are there any pictures of Wagner, like, in the in the hallways? or They got, it, his, they got his Hall of Fame one up. When really? Was, when he was up at SIUE, so a nice little beautiful mullet on him and everything. So we, I make sure, I make sure to take the kids down there to show it to him every it time. It was the '80s. We were we were supposed to have mullets. Exactly. I get it. We looked good. It. We looked good in our '80s mullets. I get it. All right, I gotta I gotta call a timeout here and and thank our partner Cassens Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, the number one place to purchase a vehicle in the Metro East. If you're in the market for a new or, or a pre-owned car, check out Cassens Inventory in person where they've been for 25 years or online at Cassens.com. Cassens has earned the highest ratings for customer service. Their expert staff is committed to making your car buying experience enjoyable, including convenient on-site financing. I've purchased four vehicles there, and I will not buy a car or a truck or a minivan anyplace else. With over 80 years of experience in the Metro East, Cassens is the clear-cut leader for quality, service, and customer satisfaction. Go see Steve, Cliff, Holly, Greg, Bob, Mike, or Trent today. And remember Andy Calloway? Yes. Andy Calloway of Calloway Home Loans saves me money every month now, and he'll save my family thousands in the long run. How? He refinanced my existing mortgage, and he can do the same for you. Rates are all over the place, and you need to take advantage of an easy, fast, and affordable way to refinance. They do conventional, FHA, and VA loans. And ask for the MESP special. If you refinance with Andy, he'll donate $300 to the Metro East High School or Junior High team of your choice. He'll give $300 to Kayhawk Wrestling. You want that? Tiger Wrestling. He wants... He can give $300 to Belleville West Wrestling. Do you want that, Coach? Tiger Wrestling. Or he'll give $300 to EHS Wrestling. It's your choice. Give Andy a call today and see if he can save you some money. It's 618-830-3332. Save money and support your favorite team in the Metro East. Think about that grandkid. You could refinance your house, save money, and give 300 bucks to your grandkid's team. 
Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, but I coach Andy, and I think he kind of owes me 300 He probably does. No, just kidding. That's a, that's a Describe great Andy. Uh, Andy was always a great kid, and it was really cool the other night at our banquet. Got a nice picture with me, Andy, and his boy, because I coached. Um, there you go. I coached Andy. Uh, tried to get him out for wrestling, came out for a couple of weeks. Um, now he's kind of into it, and I think he kind of regrets it. But, no, he was a great kid, hard worker on a football field, and um, glad he's doing such good things. How was your banquet last night? It was good. We had about 250 people there. Um, it's always a nice night, always a nice banquet. I realized something a minute ago. I think you were the longest tenured coach at Edwardsville. And I think now that you've retired, I think it might be me. Shoot. I just became the oldest guy in the room. <laughs> Darn it. I liked it better when you were the oldest guy on the old. coaching staff. How was it having your last banquet? Was it different? Did it feel different? Um, I try to keep it kind of the same. Uh, I think the last few weeks or last month um, has been a little bit emotional and, um, you know, highs and lows a little bit. Um, listen, I, I love coaching wrestling. I'm not getting out for any other reasons that I don't love it. Now you might say, well, why are you not doing it if you love it? Because I'm, I'm retiring. And, uh, um, but, no, it's been a little bit emotional. We've gone to some tournaments and some, some of my colleagues have honored me and uh, done some really nice things. So, and the banquet was, um, I'm a pretty emotional person, so I try to keep it kind of clear, read some things, and, but it was real nice. Your first year as a teacher in District 7, because I mentioned that Eric is a special ed teacher, but you're a health PE driver's training teacher at Edwardsville High School, and a good one. Again, I walk past your classroom every single day, and you're always working hard and teaching those kids. And I think a lot of people don't get that about you. They see you, and they think, well, he just he's a wrestling coach. He does that all day. He, he coaches wrestling all day long. But they don't realize that you have, a, you have a real job, and your real job is you're a high school teacher. What was your first year as a teacher? Well, Dave, first of all, you know, you're reciprocal on that. You know, look at all you're doing, and I know darn well because – my kids have you for a class, and you're doing the great, th great things in the classroom. So I had a good time with that. Your, goes, with that your goes both ways. Thanks. Um, first year teaching was in 1990-91, um, uh, but in here it was 92-93 at Edwardsville. Started at the uh, where Woodland is. That was Lincoln. Uh, well, it was the junior high. It was right. the only one. So that's that was my start. So you were 92. So you were you were two years bef before me, and, and you were head coach in 92. No, wasn't the head coach till '97. I, I was a head junior high coach. Then I coached two years with Babe, and then my first year was '96, '97 as a okay. head coach. Okay, okay. So I was I, because I became the head coach when I first started. So you, I forgot Babe Stallhut was actually the head coach there for for several years, and you were coaching football at that time too. Yes, coach, Just coach, describe coach, those coach early coach. days of coaching football and wrestling. Your first days in the '90s. Um. Back then, it was a little bit more manageable. First of all, it was always really cool because I did have a little bit of knack of getting my football players out for the wrestling team, and that always helped produce big numbers, and a lot of them really enjoyed it and um, really helped us in our early success. Um, then, you know, just like everything, and I'm sure you'd agree, Dave, um, you know, wrestling's not just a four-month gig anymore. It's a year long, and it really got to be a challenge, and, you know, Coach Tim Doherty wanted me to do certain things with the football team, but yet I had to get some things rolling with the wrestling team. You know, meanwhile, I'm having three girls, and uh, things got a little overwhelming. Can you remember what your facilities were like in the in the mid-'90s, early, you know, early, late-'90s? Describe your facilities. Where were you? What were you guys doing? 
Well, I'm going to go way back. My first job was in the dungeon over at Woodland. They called the dungeon. And we had, I had like 70, 80 kids out there. And it's like a room. They had a Nautilus weightlifting machine. Um, my classroom was right there. And it, it was just danger waiting to happen. But we went over to where Lincoln is now. And that was the high school for many of us for a long time. And, um, you know, we practiced on the old balconies just like Lincoln Middle School does now. We managed. And, um, you know, then, of course, we came over to the new high school. And they took care of us on that wrestling room, that upper balcony. Um, I'm not sure Mike Waldo liked it um, <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> with the with the um, voice levels and stuff like that. Um, but then, of course, now over at the center, we're completely spoiled and it's fun. So you become the head coach and there are big boys on the block, but you're not one of them. Who were the big boys on the block when you first took over and you were head coach in the Southwestern Conference? There's one school that comes to mind for me. You tell me. Sure, it's Granite City, and you know I think one of the best things we did when we first started the program back when it was over at Lincoln Middle School was to come up with a rivalry, and 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 that's what we said. We have got to come up with a rivalry, and that became Granite City in that first year. As a matter of fact, um, Mike Garland was a coach, and he just got not he just um, went into the, not the Hall of Fame, but they did something for him special. Up he at led the state he led the parade in at the at yes. the state finals. Yes, and. Um, so we went up, he beat us 45 to three. I just put it on Facebook with him. He beat us 45 to three. We won one match by one point, And that was right over there at Lincoln Middle School. And uh, that's our rivalry. And we said, we are going to gear up. We're going to get better. We got to match them. Seriously. And uh, they were the team to beat for a long time. And that was our goal. But it's not a rivalry if you're getting pounded 45 to three year after year after year. What made it a rivalry was you started winning. And you started beating them. How many years before you started beating them? Uh, well, we beat them in, I think, 1999. Okay. So, so. Took you a few years. Two or three. Um, yeah, and then they beat us back. Right. Okay. <laughs> you know, they beat and us that back. made it a, a legitimate oh. rivalry. I mean, that, I mean, Granite City, great. Yeah. Great wrestling tradition. Oh, yeah. We'd go pack that, uh, what, what they call that room they had, the, the side gym. I don't remember. Right, the that's Annex? Gym. Yeah, the Annex over at Granite City. We used to pack that thing. One time we had over 1,000 people in our in our high school just watching that wrestling meet. Fantastic. It's been a great robbery. And you needed them to propel you guys, like you said, right? Exactly. You got to chase something, you know. And, uh, you know, now we go to Chicago quite a bit. But, you know, Granite City, you're being right in our backyard, wrestling them all the time. A couple right. times a year was, was really special and good for our program. How many regional championships for you do you know? I know the last 12, but there was some before that. Okay. How many sectional championships? Uh, I'd say probably around six. How many conference championships consecutively? 12. So you're the big boy on the block now. You became the big boy on the block eventually. It was a rivalry, and I know that Granite City's not in the conference anymore. But you've become the big boy in Southern Illinois. And, I, and there's, I don't see any disputing that. And I give a lot of credit to a lot of great wrestling programs in the area. Bethalto, uh, Belvalise is doing good things right now. There's a lot of great wrestling programs right now. And I'm not going to denigrate any of them. But I think what you've established puts you at the top in the biggest, in the biggest classification. And you wouldn't say that. But that's how, that's how it appears to me. What did you learn throughout these years as the head wrestling coach? 
Well, I think some sometimes when you when you win a couple championships like that, uh, you take things for granted. Like what Granite City did back in the, and, and I and I remember what they did, and I remember how hard their coaches were working, and they were taking their kids to this and this and that, and making them work. Um, I think sometimes we we can't take for granted. It, it's not easy to win a conference championship, you know, especially in our sport with weight loss and skin conditions and, you know, the flu can be really easy to get, you know, go right. around. So I, j- I just learned that you can't take anything for granted. You got to be ready every night. And, you know, I talked to coach follow all about that a lot when we get, when we know we're going to be in a, in a good, tough conference match. You, you can never take anything for granted. You just don't know what the other team's going to bring all the time. Dave, during those home meets, man, there's plenty of times where I saw John up down that hallway pacing you know, getting a little nervous, making sure, you know, he works hard. All our coaches work really hard. He, he's right. He doesn't take it for granted. And every time I'm like, hey, John, let's calm down. We're going to be okay. We're, we're ready. We're prepared. And then afterwards, obviously, the kids perform and do well. But, I, you know, I understand where it came from because, you know, we don't want to let people in because we work really hard. And the kids work really hard. And it's kind of that expectations. And, and we're very fortunate for having that. Before you won – were you less nervous? I think you have to put things in perspective a little bit as you get older. I mean, when I was, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. When I was, when we're chasing Granite City and we're trying to get our program where we want, yeah, it, there was a lot of stress, a lot of, you know, then you, you break that, then you want to keep doing it. But as you get older like us, we know we're not just in this to win conference championships. You know, we're in it to help kids. We're in it to grow grow our wrestlers and you know somewhere along the line you get a snap and you bring yourself back to normal and say hey john you know we're gonna go give it our best shot and we're prepared like eric just said and just let those cards fly you ever feel anxious days leading up night before when are you most nervous or do you feel anxious at all yeah wrestling brings that out too and you know even this year you know you we're going to, we have to be at a weigh-in in Granite City at 7 o'clock, and, you know, we have the kids come up at 6 and 4 of them are overweight. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you, you don't read about that in the paper, you know, about, you know, we, hey, Arizona won a regional championship, but, you know, hey, we had four guys overweight in the morning. So it, yeah. it's just, you do get anxious a little bit. You never, you never know when it, you know, kids, you know, especially with, since COVID, you know, a lot of sickness is going around, and you kind of got, we've been fortunate because we're pretty deep, and we can, uh you know, get some guys out on the mat. We have a lot of kids that stick around and help out. I feel like tennis changed me. I feel like being a head coach since 1994, the job has changed me, mostly good ways. Has being the wrestling coach all these decades changed you? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 kind of made me. I don't know changed me. Kind okay. of Kind of made me. I don't know. I mean, it, it, I am. I'm kind of a blue-collar guy. Uh, just like you were, you know, yeah. I'm kind of a blue collar guy and just like to go to work and, um, you know, like the classroom, I just like to do my job and go to work. And that's what wrestling kind of is. So I think it's made me cause I like that about me, but, um, you know, I don't know about the change. I'm going to take the spotlight off you after just a couple more questions. I promise I can tell this is, this is your favorite part of this. You've done all these great things. As a wrestling coach, as a wrestling coach, because I know the thing you're most proud of is your family, great wife, great daughters. As a wrestling coach, what are you most proud of? Um, just kind of talked about this the other day with the guys. I mean, I don't know, and I'm not trying to sound like a, a, a good old guy or whatever, but um, you know, as you get older, and I know you know this, you know, you, I know Dave' life. You've changed kids' lives. I know it. Okay, and and to me. 
you know, I could go on and tell stories, but they're personal. But, you know, I, I have. I've had an impact on, on young men's life. And, you know, wrestling, it's not always the, the easy life, you know. I've had an impact on some kids that needed it impacted. And I guess that's what I'm going to go to my grave with and be pretty happy. That's pretty good. That's, that's a pretty good something. I know you've had a huge impact. I've had all these wrestlers in class, and they all respect and love you. Noah Certain, uh, Landau, on and on. And I've had them all. I've had them all in class, and, and they, all, they all say very positive things about you. Speaking of positive things, if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the Metro East on the Illinois or the Missouri side, please give our partners at Keller Williams Marquis Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game the chance to serve you. They've got offices in O'Fallon and Edwardsville with more than 165 agents. The Blasting Games are a family-owned business that has helped over 11,000 families find just the right home. The Lipes are one of those families. Jeb and Ginger sold our house quickly because they're experts at staging and pricing, and they helped us find the perfect home, and they can do the same for you. No wonder they've been ranked in the top 10 real estate teams in North America. Give Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game a call at 618-578-9276 or check them out online at blastinggamegroup.com. You will not be disappointed. And don't forget about Oak Brook Golf Club. Located northeast of Edwardsville, Oak Brook Golf Club is a family-owned 27-hole public golf facility. Their goal is to offer the highest quality golf experience for a reasonable fee. Oak Brook is consistently recognized for awards such as friendliest staff, best course to host a fundraiser, and best senior scramble in the bi-state area. From fundraisers to leagues to instruction to an afternoon out on the links by yourself or with your buds, the Oak Brook wants to win your business. I've personally played and hosted multiple golf scrambles there, and I will attest Mike Surrey and his staff are the best. To book your tee time or to start organizing your next fundraising scramble, give them a call at 656-5600. Or check them out online at oakbrookgc.com. You guys golfers? I hit a ball. I don't know, I don't know if you can classify <laughs> that as golf. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. I tell you what, if you want, yeah, it's, it stresses me out. But yeah, I could see you guys. I could see you guys being being good golfers. You know, I'm just not very. I'm not unfortunate in the fact of you know. I know Mr. Kumar Bushan. Well, he's said, a legend golf assist, golf coach. I know, but you know what? A good buddy of mine never taught me a lesson. I'm self-taught every time I go play with him. Like, can you help me out every once in a while? He doesn't help you? He does. So he's going to be frustrated when he listens to that because he gives me advice. I just ignore him every time. All right. Let's shift this conversation to you, Mr. Preto. First year at Edwardsville High School was? So I I graduated college 2012. So I taught five years at Liberty, but I coached there for three years. So I guess that'd be... 2016 would be my first year on staff at the high school. You've been here about seven years. Yeah. And what attracted you to the program? You mentioned earlier that you met John when you were even wrestling in college. Yeah. So, you know, it's 2023. So the the dynamic of teaching has changed a little bit. Um, Back in 2012, that's when it was kind of hard to find a job. So I was very fortunate enough that um, I caught John's eye. Uh, I think he got a little pressure put on him a little bit. I almost took a job at coaching at Alton. He's like, no, come coach with me. Then I almost Coach Roberson? Yep. Tried to recruit you. I don't blame him. Then I did my student teaching at Collinsville, and, um, you know, I was applying for some jobs. He's like, let's see what we can do. Just hold out. And very Who's our friend? Who's our fantasy football friend at Collinsville? Blaha? Blaha, yep. 
Yep. All right. So very fortunate enough that, you know, this is where I kind of wanted to be. I really enjoyed that year. I got to coach and do my student teaching and kind of learned this. This is where I want to be. This this is home now. Um, I found out quickly early on when I was helping out during the offseason college that Edwardsville Wrestling is a, it's a special place. You know, I could have coached wrestling anywhere, but I'm not just a better coach. I'm a better person for being here. Describe the program. You say it's special. You say it's made you a better person. Describe the program that you joined. I think one of the things that set us apart from a lot of different programs in the area, you know, we have a kids club, we have two middle schools, and we have the high school. I don't know if you can have that many programs all move in the same direction together, and we do. Um, I know a phrase that we like to use a lot talking to our wrestlers is there's nothing more powerful than a group of people moving the same direction, and that's what Everswell Wrestling is. You know, we are a close family. Do we get on each other's nerves every once in a while? But, man, I mean, the things that we have accomplished together, you know, we got, you know, Coach Pat uh, at the Kids Club kind of getting things going for us. We have Coach Sean Mead at uh, Lincoln Middle, sorry, at Liberty Middle School and his brother, Coach Sam Mead, over at Lincoln. So we got a lot of great things in place, and it just kind of helps us be successful at the high school. You've got a big staff. You've got a lot of good coaches on the wrestling staff there, not just Eric, but even Hines. Matarelli, keep going. Who are some of the other ones? And Coach Fowell. And oh, oh, Coach AJ Sicarelli. And, and, AJ, Sicarelli. and we brought up Coach Sicarelli this year from, from Lincoln. It was really cool. We had our banquet, as you talked about, last uh, two nights ago. And so we started going through the numbers. You know, Coach Matarelli and Coach Hines, they've been with Wagner for almost 20 years. Wow. Fowell, you know, he coached at Liberty for a very long time and then came to the high school. 20 years. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you can find a staff that's been that consistent and in any program, really. That, that's, that just, I think, speaks volume to John. Coach Followell, the Murfreesboro Marauder. We talk about him on the show. Every time I have Daryl Thomas on the show, I make, and I've had Daryl on twice, and every time I have Daryl on the show, he tells a story about Coach Followell getting him to try wrestling. I mean, if Followell never does anything else, he had a, He's got a huge impact on your program. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Great. Great coach. To what do you attribute the success of the program besides the fact that you've got this staff and you've got the middle schools and the Edwardsville Kids Wrestling Club? What else is it about it that that's making this program tick? You know, you're you're kind of asking John, you know, about you know what's something he's going to take away from this, and he's just talking about the impacts that he had on this kid. That's probably one of my favorite things to witness: those kids coming back and talking to him. But then also just the respect and the integrity that he held into this program for so many years. Not just the coaches down here. We travel Chicagoland, and they know whoever's a wrestling is. They know who John Wagner is, you know, for everything he's done for a very long time. Not just in the state, but in the region. That's, that's true. You go to that cheesehead, you know, those, those teams are from all over the Midwest. Yep. So he is, a, he is a national wrestling figure. Absolutely. What's the number one thing he taught you, or what are some of the most important things he taught you and despite what Landau said last week, because when I had him, I said, what did Wagner teach you? He just kind of looked at me like a deer in the headlights, went, uh, nothing really. So <laughs> I'll ask you. I know you learned some things from this guy. Yeah. What did you learn? You know, like I said, I came, I came in to this program very fortunate enough to have a lot of elite coaches, you know, so I probably could have gone and teach a double-A to anybody. You know, a couple of things I've learned from John is constantly evolving. You know, what he was doing 20 years ago, there's probably still little things, but he's staying up to date with the sport, you know. 
somehow the oldest sport in the world is still evolving today. Every year it does. Um, but I think the thing that I will take from him always is the way he cares about all, every kid. You know, it's real easy to care about the kid that might win state or trying to win a state medal. But I think it's the way he invests in every single kid in the program. Um, a couple of years ago, we had a kid transfer in, not even a starter. And, you know, I'm asking, hey, what are you doing? And he goes, I got to go talk to this teacher. This kid was going to be ineligible second semester, and it wasn't that he was ever going to start for us. He just knew that he needed to stick with this sport. If he wasn't going to be eligible, he would have walked away, and he needed to be successful in life. So those are the things that I'm going to stick with that I hope that I can continue to go on that, you know, uh, right now we're kind of talking about, you know, we talked a little bit about COVID. You know, these seniors were the ones that were really impacted early on. Right. And, you know, we invested in them. We invested in those kids early on because they're been easy like, all right, guys, we'll see you next year when we start practicing again. No, we're like, hey, we'll go for runs. We'll do what we can do. We're going to stay together as a team. We're going to stay together as a family. And that's kind of why we had our year, our season that we did this year because a lot of those seniors, they stuck it out. Where in some of these other programs, they may not have. Um, we like to call them our lunch pail kids, real blue collar kids this year. I had a soccer coach in college, had the same story lunch pail, lunch pail kid. You got to show up, you got to bring your lunch pail every, every day. All right, I'm glad you brought up, I'm glad you brought up the season because yeah. I want to I get to the season here in a second. Edwardsville has a bunch of great restaurants, but at the top of my list is Wang Gang Asian Eats. I've been a huge fan for years. Why? Their contemporary Asian menu is loaded with innovative takes on classic Asian flavors. Tasty appetizers like pot stickers, choo-choo shrimp, and crab rangoon. Delicious entrees like their famous drunken noodle and the dragon pokey bowl. Combined with their unique bar menu and world-class service makes Wang Gang a perfect destination for date night, family night, or even Sunday brunch. But if Asian ain't your thing... Pop into Chappie's right next door for the best burgers, fried chicken shakes, and the coldest beer on the planet. Located just west of Edwardsville High School in University Point Number 2, a.k.a. Edwardsville Food Courts. It's easy to find, and you'll be glad you checked out both places. By the way, all guests who appear on this podcast get a free shake at Chappie's. You got nice. that, you got that going there for you. Go. How about that? A free shake, and you don't have to cut weight, so it's perfect, <laughs> right? All right. Let's talk about your season. How would you describe it? Coach Wagner, let's start with you. It was a, it was a great season. And Coach Credo kind of mentioned it. Eric kind of mentioned it a little bit. You know, it was kind of our lunch pail group. But these guys just, they weren't the overly experienced team. Like a Hubie Thomas was, you know, partially varsity, but a lot of JV last year. He won 30 matches for us this year. And, uh, you know, these guys were uh, unselfish, just willing to empty the tank every night. And um, usually with someone else stepping up. And we were, we were pretty much really successful in dual meets because we could move some things around. Uh, some of the individual tournaments, especially with Drew being as banged up as he was, maybe not quite as successful as we wanted to, but it was a great year. Uh, easy kids to coach, great kids, love them to death. Nice kids. And this was a, a, another year for you, the second year that IHSA had women's wrestling, girls wrestling, and – what do you think is the biggest – what's a bigger change in wrestling than the fact that girls' wrestling is a big deal now? It's good, awesome. for, the, it's good for the sport. You know, it, it's great for the sport. These, these guys have an opportunity to learn from them and vice versa. You know, I said in the banquet last night that we have a couple of kids that they just want to help their teammates, whether it's a boy or whether it's a girl, to get them to get better. Um, 
you know, one of our mission statements is enhance, you know, the wrestler's life through the sport of wrestling and their families. And now we have the opportunity to that for girls wrestling too. And I went to the send-off for the girls wrestling team, and I listened to Coach Wagner say very astutely that these girls are pioneers. And I thought it was brilliant that you took the time to say something more than, hey, we're, just, we're going to be great at state. Congratulate these girls. You recognize the historical significance. And I don't think you would have done that as a young coach, but I think now that we're older, we, we recognize stuff like that. So good for you for saying that. Is that what you thought about all year was, was the historical significance of what you guys were doing? No, just kind of towards the end as it started evolving. As this, you know, when you, only its second year, everything's kind of evolving. There's so many unknowns. I didn't know how many girls we'd get, you know. And um, there's just so much uniqueness to it because, you know, and you might have it a little bit with tennis because you guys share the same courts, but we share the same practice, yeah. wrestling practice. And, you know, Mackenzie Pratt's a stud. Some ch- she's going to have to go with a guy sometimes. And um, it's just a uniqueness of it. It's, it's valuable for a couple things. They are the pioneers because they are very brave. I mean, some of these, some of these girls that we have on our team never wrestled before. And uh, they're just getting introduced to the sport. And to go underneath the light at the John Davis Center with 500 people there and put it all on the line, that's pretty special. And then the other unique thing is that, that we just got to keep evolving and making it even better is these girls are in the same practice room as the guys that need to respect each other. Right. And, and, and you know, hopefully, you know, through our sport, we can kind of help with that also. It's a good thing. And I think they have to be courageous because, you know, their moms didn't grow up with this sport because it didn't exist for them. So they're having to go out there and, and path their own way for themselves. And for some some people will socially stigmatize it and stigmatize them. But but I know these girls and they're phenomenal. Talk about Mackenzie Pratt, your first state, your first women's state champ. Well, you know, she she's just a hammer. And, you know, for me to sit here and say, you know, um, I just that was a small part in helping her. She's had a lot of help all the way. Um, she's learned from a lot of different people. But, you know, she, she really dedicates her time. She puts her time into all of her teammates. Uh, she comes to practice every day, and she is a hammer. Um, she's uh, had a great state tournament. And, and sometimes around Edwardsville, we watch her wrestle, and we think she's, it's easy. But she wrestled in the semifinal against um, a girl that was really, really good. And she had to use everything she had, and, you know, plus a lot of stamina, plus a lot of uh, guts and determination to, to get where she did. Uh, couldn't be more proud of her. She 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 was truly the monster in that girl's closet. Yeah, say what you said at the pep assembly that these girls were going to go to state and they were going to be the monsters in their opponent's closet. <laughs> That's good. You guys have some good things. What what's yours? Thunder bombs? Oh no! So every year we try to we try to psych the kids up. You know, we have a theme or a couple of things. We'll say you know this year our team theme was all in, especially with Wagner's last year because. I mean, if you know Coach Wagner, it doesn't matter what he's, he's if he's going to do something, he's going to be all in. So the one, you know, I try to teach them hand fighting these guys. I'm like trying to get a point across. And then finally I was watching, uh, I think it was Rocky Six or Rocky Balboa, you know, where he's like, you're too old to train. You're too, your knees hurt. We're going to start developing hurting bombs. <laughs> and so, that, so that's the one I use this year. I'm like, throw them hurting bombs when you're on the mat, you know, start hand fighting, controlling position. What are you going to miss about this next year? Uh, that's an easy one. <clears throat> You've asked me a lot of difficult questions, but well, I've, that's you know I've, I've been thinking about this a lot. But truly, it's the relationships. So, and that's and that's not just from this year, but it is this year. It's my kids right now, but it's um, my coaching staff. We spend a lot of time together, hotels, uh, traveling to Wisconsin, doing this, and 
um, a lot of weekends together, a lot of time at practice. Um, like I said, my, my staff's got like, I've been with these guys for 20 years, some of them, but, um, and, and the kids and, you know, just the, um, the relationships I've built with, you know, coaches from other schools, the, the, all, the, all the coaching staffs from other schools all around and, um, just all the, I built a ton of relationships down here, you know, through the sport of wrestling. So I, I feel like, I mean, you, you seem so young when I was a kid, when I looked at people who were retired, they seemed so old. You seem like such a young man to me. I feel like, and I've talked to you about this before. I could see you I, doing something else in wrestling. Have you thought about that? Have you talked about this at all? And if you haven't, then if I'm missing something, then you can tell me I'm not no, supposed to talk about it. No, you're not missing anything. Uh, I really, and I've shared with them, and I, I go public, but I just need to, um, uh, it's Eric's program now. And you just walk away for 30 days here and just kind yeah. of get out get out of it and just kind of see where things are at a little bit. So I, I, have, I have, you know, no real plans, but I just kind of walk away a little bit and we'll see what happens. Have you given him advice? Have you said, have you, have you had a conversation with him where you said, hey, Eric, here's what I want you to think about as you, as you have this job. Have you had, have you had a talk with him? Um, just, just advice on how I can kind of mentor him and help him a little bit. And that's not anything he doesn't know or aware of, but yeah, like, you know, dealing with different issues, whether it's through travel or, you know, parents or, um, the wrestlers themselves, but uh, he gets a lot of it, but yeah, I mean, sometimes learn from experience. So, you know, maybe try to tell him once in a while, don't go down that road, but go down that road. (laughs) (laughs) Have you asked him for advice? Have you said Tell me what I got to know. Well, I think I usually throw up like, hey, here's what I'm going to do or here's yeah. what I'm thinking. And then I kind of wait for, you know, sounds good or think about this kind of situation. You know, I, th- I think John's right. You know, I got to, I'm going to learn a little bit. You know, I think no matter what, I'm going to lead with my heart. And, you know, I will make mistakes along the way, but I'll learn from it. You know, Dave, I'd like to add on that too. But our school district and, you know, Alex Fox and kind of let us do this in a weird way. And I'm not so sure it's the right way, but, you know, this whole Eric getting hired, not yesterday, he got hired a year ago. We kind of knew it was going to go down this this road a little bit. So right, wrong, or indifferent, me and Eric have been working together for a while. So, um, you know, sometimes it's just learning from our own mistakes. So I think there are some obvious advantages to handling this transition like this. You know, I it seems to me like you know what, what you're – what you what's coming and people can prepare for it. It's not sudden. And so you can, you can learn and you can train them almost like on the job training. Okay. Here's how I do this. Here's how I do that. I mean, is that why you did it like this or did it just happen? You know, it just, just kind of happened. I'd have to say most of it was because of my wishy-washiness. I mean, um, just, you know, then COVID hit, you know, I was like, when are you going to retire? And then I don't know, COVID kind of hit. And I, you know, I told Eric, I don't want to end it. My last year be, with a mess, you know, and, uh, I don't know, people can read into a little bit more than it is. We've been working together for a while and it's, it's time. And he, he doesn't have a lot of things that he needs to be mentored on. He, he knows what's going on. Which, which brings me to my next question. What do you see in this guy? Because I know that you had to have something to do with hiring him. When you look at coach Preto as your, as the guy that, that, that you lead this thing to you, I mean, you got to have confidence in him. What do you see in him? Passion. That's the number one. If I'm, if I'm doing an interview, it's passion. Because, you know, wrestling's, wrestling's a grind. And, um, 
you know, I, I, I have coached football, but I haven't coached all the other sports. But, but wrestling is a grind, and, uh, you know, something you know it's it's easy on a on thursday night to coach a wrestling match or a tournament on a saturday but all the work that goes into it if you're if you're half a foot in and half a foot out you're you're not going to be around real long so i think eric has uh, the passion that i i had and still have but i mean um and i think that's what's going to take him you know a lot of guys can to- coach double legs you know plus he's just crazy organized and really makes me look bad okay <laughs> but uh he's crazy organized that's going to help him but but his passion is what comes out you looking forward to the job? You know, everyone's been saying, you ready next year? And I go, well, ask me that next year. See how I see what my response is. But no, I, I'm excited. You know, you know, I appreciate, you know, Mr. Fox, you know, giving me this opportunity in the school district. Um, this is, a, like I said, this is a special place to be. Um, it's a family, and that's kind of the way I want to keep driving that force. Well, I can only think of one one more question for you, and it's, Am I the greatest fantasy football owner that you've ever known, Coach Wagner? Good old Millhouse. Well, yeah, you were when you had a great partner, um, Wagner. When you when you were teamed up with Wagner, and then you got you dropped me, Dave. You dropped me. So what? I think there was a little jealousy because I got that takedown over at Liberty on you. Well, what happened was I did the draft. Our team won the Super Bowl, and I realized, why am I splitting a team with this guy when I'm obviously the brains behind this operation? So then I split off on my own. But, man, when we had the tennis coach and the wrestling coach combining, that was more than that league could handle. We were, we were the greatest force in the history of fantasy football. Made it easy. That's how I remember it anyway. anyway. Well, guys, it's a pleasure to teach with you. It's, a ple- it's been a pleasure coaching with you, John. Um, I always had a ton of respect for you. Great family guy. Um, I've watched you build that program. Um, I've watched you build that facility and I have nothing but the utmost respect for you as a, as a person and as a coach and as a teacher. So congratulations on a great career. I'm very happy for you and to you. Good luck following this guy, man. It's big shoes to fill. You know, you kind of brought it up where not having a good career, you know? Yeah. You can say that, you know, John Wagner has over 500 wins, state, couple state champs, a lot of state medals, but it's still a big shoes to fill, just the integrity and the love he has for a program, you know, the way he balanced his family, his job. It's, it's big shoes to fill. But with your passion, like he said, I teach with you. I see your passion. I see your preparedness and your commitment to kids, and you're going to do great things too, Eric. So thank you very much for coming on the show, guys. I really appreciate both of you. Uh, big thanks tonight to Eric Preto and John Wagner and for partners Cassins, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams Marquee, Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oak Brook Golf Club, and Wang Gang Asian Eats. And for associate producers, Keaton Anderson and Connor Henderson, thank you for listening to the Metro East Sports Podcast, talking all things sports in the Metro East. Why did you have to bring up that that time you took me down there and, and five, pinned me in five seconds, Wagner? That's embarrassing. Challenge. Challenge. <laughs> hey, you're tough, though.